Hello, and thanks for listening. As we move toward the end of the year, Mike and I just want to thank our fans. We're having a ton of fun doing this and look forward to going through the long list of movies we have in front of us. We appreciate you sharing with others and hope you continue to enjoy each episode. Can I call you an idiot for a second? Yeah. Do you, do you want to gag me? He's like, you, you brought a gag? Yeah, and handcuffs. Do you want to gag me? He's like, kind of now. Keep using your dick. Keep yeah. fucking. Fuck yeah. everything's good. I got a small dick or something like that. Welcome to the Worth the Watch podcast. I am your host, Ed Palilla. With me as always, Mike Kennedy. Hi, Mike. Hey, just went from six to midnight over here. Yes, yes. Uh, For this week, we have a movie that really does stand the test of time as hilarious, and that is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Forgetting Sarah Marshall came out April 18th, 2008. Uh, I thought this was more of a summer movie. Mike, I'd ask you if you remember where you were when you saw this movie, but you were sitting right next to me. Exactly. We saw this one in theaters. I don't remember. Maybe it was just we saw like the promos for it. and We thought, hey, this would be worth going to go see. I feel like it was after we were doing something or a random Sunday afternoon because it was was you, Nave, and I. Uh, For those of you that have heard us, if you go back and listen to our version, uh, our podcast on sudden death, Nave is the one that joined us for that. We laughed so hard at this movie and we'll get into why, but I I remember laughing maniacally in this movie. And, and I think part of the reason why is because, you know, normally you go see a movie and people will be like, you got to see this movie. It's so hilarious. It's hilarious. And they build it up. Like nobody had built this up for us. We just went and saw it, like not knowing much about it. And we went. And so we just, we were completely caught by off guard by everything. Yeah. And I know people that have said that about super bad. Nave is one of them that when it came out, it was such a big hit. It, it was so, it was really funny, but everyone was just pumping it up. Oh, it's so funny. It's so funny. And when you got there, it didn't really matter what it was. I don't think it could have met the expectations. So I agree on that, that it's so thrown off. We didn't know a single quote. We knew kind of who was in the movie. Jason Siegel wasn't really a name to any of us. Yep. Uh, we had no idea who Russell Brand was. Jonah Hill still really wasn't Jonah Hill yet. I, I don't know if Superbad was before this or after this. I, I'll have to look. But in general, a lot of these people were kind of just there. Even Paul Rudd had done Anchorman, and we knew Paul Rudd. But I don't even know if we knew Paul Rudd was in this. Like, I feel like we just went and saw it and just laughed. Anyways, uh, another interesting thing about this, this came out two weeks before Iron Man, the beginning of the Marvel Universe that has now taken over movies for the foreseeable future. To, but, answer, to answer your question, Ed, Superbad came out in 2007. Okay, so it was the year before this. So at least Jonah Hill was a name then, but he had a small role in this. He probably filmed this maybe even before Superbad officially came out or shortly after, but either way. So the budget of this movie was $30 million. It ended up bringing in $63 million, which is pretty good for a, a comedy like this. This isn't a true what's the word they they use for an r-rated comedy to make 63 million dollars is pretty high r-rated comedies usually don't make that much money more than that didn't make more than that worldwide oh yeah i'm sorry 63 was just low um u.s box office it might it might have cleared 100 and definitely there's been a a long cable run and 
and I just happened to have sales. IMDb. I just happened to have IMDb up, and it says 105. 105. Okay, that that feels about right. So, Mike, would you like to take a stab at what the Rotten Tomato critic score for this movie is? I was thinking about it. Critics, we always say, is normally worse than the audience. Yeah, and you got to think, you got to shave a few points off because of the nature of the jokes and the foul mouths and all that stuff. I'm going to say 75. 84%. Damn. Yeah, it really surprised me. And this is the more surprising one. The audience score, only 76%. Oh, yeah. Well, then I was like, well, then I'm going to go like 90%. Yeah, I know. I would think the same thing, like kind of flipped. It would be IMDb score, 7.2 out of 10. Pretty high. Pretty high. Yeah, anything at seven is, is a good score for IMDb. So let's get into the cast of this movie. I kind of started talking about them already. Some of them were quasi-established. A lot of them were still pretty young in their career. Starting with Jason Siegel, the main character, played Peter Bretter. He was in, at this, knocked up. Uh, he had a long run on How I Met Your Mother as one of the main characters. And then shortly after this, he did a movie with Paul Rudd called I Love You, Man. Have you seen it, Mike? Um, don't, no, don't, I, don't. It's well, not I, good. I think I saw it when it like first came out, and like I literally have not, you know, seen it since. It's then. it's it's a little weird. It's Paul Rudd doesn't have any guy friends, so he goes on mandates to find a friend, and then they become bros, and then it's like tearing apart. His, it's not good. Don't don't waste your time seeing it. Gotcha. Next is Kristen Bell. She plays the ex-girlfriend, Sarah Marshall. She was the voice of Anna in Frozen. She had the TV show Veronica Mars. She was the voice in Gossip Girl of Gossip Girl. And then she did the movie Bad Moms. She is married to Dak Shepard. She's on a TV show now called The Good Place. It's actually pretty funny. I watched the first season. I kind of got away from it. But an interesting thing about Kristen Bell, at least for me, I think she's underratedly attractive, and yeah, I think she's, she's like better looking now than she was in this movie. I really haven't seen her too much since this movie, but like I, I saw just like that the the like front thing of like that whole what was that that show that she used to be in Veronica Mars. Veronica Mars, like yeah. She doesn't look that. I don't think she looks. I mean, she looks good, but she doesn't look that great in it. But definitely, like from this movie on, she's definitely like way way hotter. Yeah, I just feel like she's gotten better looking with time. So kudos to her. And she's very, very, very funny. I've seen a lot of interviews with her and stuff. She's, she's quite entertaining. I'd like to think I got better looking this time too. I think, I think we all do, Mike. I think, I think we both did. Next is Russell Brand plays Aldous Snow, the pop singing British goofball. What you would know him from, he had a little bit of a run there in the late 2000s where he was the hottest thing on the planet and then completely fell apart. Just played the exact same person. He played the exa- actually the exact same character. They made a – could you call it a sequel, I guess, and get him to the Greek? What I didn't like about it, and I never saw the movie for this specific reason because Jonah Hill – Jonah Hill plays the guy who's just absolutely crazy about him. And then he plays a different character and get him to the Greek. Like if they yeah. would have taken hit that guy and made him be the one that has to get him to the Greek, I think I would have actually wanted to see that movie. 
So he's he's done some voiceover stuff. He was in he was voiceover for anybody that's a parent out there. Trolls and Despicable Me. They also tried to remake the Arthur movie, and I think once that Arthur movie tanked, they realized, oh yeah, that's that's right. He's not really very entertaining or funny. He can you know? only do one person. He can only do one thing. Yeah, he can only do one thing. So he had like a stand-up career for a minute, and then it it fell apart too. On the other side of that, one of the most talented actors out there, I think, right now, Bill Hader, played Brian Bretter. He had a long run on SNL. He's from Superbad. He's from Trainwreck. But if you ever have a couple moments, just Google Bill Hader impressions. He is incredibly talented at doing impersonations of actors, even like random people you wouldn't think of. He is so good, and it's so funny. Uh, he's the stepbrother. Of Peter, and he's actually pretty funny in this too. Paul Rudd plays Chuck or Kunu, is his Hawaiian Hawaiian name. He was from Clueless and Anchorman, Ant Man, um, about a million other movies too over the last (laughs) I Love You Man, which we talked about. Three movies with man in it. You got to change things up a little bit, but uh, he's been in a million things. He's hilarious. Jonah Hill plays Matthew the Waiter. Again, we were talking about Superbad. He was Wolf of Wall Street, Moneyball. He, before this, he had a very tiny cameo in The 40-Year-Old Virgin, and he was great. He had a very small part in Grandma's Boy, and he was great. This is when his career was really starting to take off. Superbad was what really launched him. But um, Kristen Wiig makes a small cameo in this movie as the yoga instructor. You know, I also found out that if you don't have the extended version or like the unrated version i think they cut out the yoga scene so it was funny you as you said that i was watching this i was watching it we 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 watch everything on plex now and as they started the scene i'm like i i don't know if i remember this scene oh i love that it's really really funny it's really funny when he shows up hammered and he's got the drink and she's like oh yeah i know Kristen wig is awesome yeah, she's fantastic in that little cameo. It's yeah, great. and she did a, a kind of a similar thing. If you remember in Knocked Up, she is she works with um, well, the guy who played Steve the Pirate in uh, Dodgeball. They're the he's the manager of Catherine Heigl. When they find out she's pregnant, she has this little tiny part, and she's really really funny in this little tiny part she does. That movie's not that great, but she's really funny in it. Oh, Jonah Hill's in uh, Knocked Up, too. I feel like a lot of these guys were together in that. Actually, a lot of them were together in that. Well, they're all in that little, like, Judd Apatow. Like, yeah, group. this was a Judd Apatow movie. He had a lot to do with this. I think he was one of the main producers of this. A lot of these guys, you know, you get the Seth Rogen, you know, you get all those guys, like, in there, too. So there was there was an article in 2006-ish in Vanity Fair. They They called these guys the frat pack. It was Will Ferrell, Paul Rudd, uh, who else? Vince Vaughn, Luke Wilson, Owen Wilson, this whole group of guys that made all these movies that had this run for almost 10 years. It started with old school and ran through Step Brothers, and then it kind of fell off. But yeah, it was all in the Judd Apatow universe, you could call it. But yeah, Kristen Wiig, to get back to her, Kristen Wiig was one of the forefronts of this women in comedy revolution with her and Melissa McCarthy, Kate McKinnon. 
that have really stepped in and been very, very, very funny. If you've seen Bridesmaids, Bridesmaids, they're awesome. But anyways, on to our last character. Mila Kunis plays Rachel Jansen, who is the eventual love interest of Peter Bretter. Mila Kunis is our top five for this week. Is Top five appearances of Mila Kunis. Would you like to go first or second, Mike? I have a five through one. Oh, top five? Um, no, go ahead. I have to go down. Okay. So number five for me for her was that 70s show. I wasn't the biggest fan of that movie, it, or that TV show. I, nothing against her. It's kind of, if it's on TV, I, I don't hate it, but it's not something I go seeking for. So she was kind of funny on it, but I, I just wasn't that big a fan of it. Number four, there's a movie she did called Bad Moms. Mike, you probably wouldn't care about this because you're not married, but watching this as as a married guy with kids, it's it, she's she's good in it. She's pretty good in it. And actually, Kristen Bell's in it too, and she's she's kind of funny. Number three, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Number two, the movie Ted, which she did with Mark Wahlberg and voiced over by Seth MacFarlane. And then my favorite of her is the voiceover she does of Meg on Family Guy. I think she's great as Meg. She's always just getting ripped apart, and she plays it off so well. I think she does great as that. Pretty much have most of we pretty much have almost the exact same, except for Bad Moms. Yeah, I haven't. I figure you wouldn't have seen that one. Yeah, I mean, she hasn't had. She did the movie with Justin Timberlake, Friends with Benefits. Friends with Benefits, which I have have it at the bottom of my list. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's a an okay movie. The the actually the biggest problem with that movie is they made the exact same movie six months earlier with Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman. And then funny enough, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher ended up together in real life. And they have a kid together. So they should have just made that movie together. I have, I think I put down Forgetting Sarah Marshall, I put down Ted, I put down Family Guy. I have that 70s show on there too, but I also put down friends with benefits, but I, but I was kind of like, it's kind of, I put down that and I was like slash like book of Eli with Denzel Washington. Oh yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. That's a, that's actually, I'd call that an underrated movie. Yeah. I enjoyed that one. But yeah. Those are my, like I threw six in there, but I kind of was putting the TV shows together. Family guy in that 70s show. Like, Sure. Uh, one more person that I, I'm going to throw in there is Jack McBrayer has a real smart part as the guy on his honeymoon and his wife, Maria Thayer. They're pretty funny in this as well. But And I'll get to the cameo that, that's in the credits later. That's pretty funny. But uh, anybody else that you want to bring up? No. All right. So why don't you give us the synopsis, Mike? Yeah, a little bit longer one this week, but... We'll try to get through it nice and quick here for you. Uh, when Sarah Marshall, a successful television actress, dumps her composer boyfriend, Peter Bretter, he's absolutely crushed by their breakup, leading him to alternate between unsatisfying one-night stands and bouts of crying. In an attempt to forget about her, Peter takes an impulse trip to Hawaii, only to be in the same hotel, same hotel with Sarah and her new rock star boyfriend, Alva Snow. As he continues to get over Sarah, he begins to spend more time with Rachel, who works at the hotel, which is starting to make Sarah slightly jealous. Later, after an awkward, drunken dinner between Peter, Rachel, Sarah, and Aldous, Peter and Rachel go back to his room and have sex. 
Sarah becomes irked by their moaning and forces Otis to have sex with her as well so she can try and one-up Peter. This fails. Sarah tells him that she hates his music, and Aldous confesses that his free-loving philosophy isn't just a theory and that he slept with the maid. After sex, Peter and Rachel, <clears throat> even though they're, says even though he's leaving soon, he's glad that they've met, and, he, and she also agrees. The next day, Aldous leaves Sarah to go back to Europe, and Peter goes and comforts, comforts Sarah. They wind up kissing, almost having sex, but Peter has a little problem with uh, an erection that he can't get. He, t he takes his epiphany, epiphany and leaves Sarah, telling her that she broke his heart into a million pieces, and that's why his penis won't work. Peter goes to Rachel to be honest, but she goes, she goes and tells him to leave and not call because she's mad at him. Before he leaves, he retrieves the embarrassing photo of her topless at the bar and returns it to her, getting beat up in the process. He goes back to L.A., and finally gets his act together and starts working on his Dracula rock, rock opera. We see that a successful performance and that Rachel has come to see Peter's performance. They talk, she tells him that she's, she has come to LA to research schools so, so she can go back to college. She goes back to his dressing room later. They reconcile and kiss while he's completely naked. That important part. A lot of, uh, well, as we start this, but a lot of man dong in this movie. Lot of Vic. Well, two two man dongs, same guy, but they they don't mess around. They they provide the full full Monty, if you will. It's it's it's, it's the full it's the full dick. Yeah. Opening scene. Yeah. <laughs> really throws you off. Really sets the well, tone for and, the movie. And, and and admittedly, when they did when they did it, it caught me so off guard. I remember just like howling laughing. yeah we were laughing because it was it was well done thrown right in normally we go through this one reason i want to go through movies is so mike and i don't end up sounding like just frat boys quoting movies but this movie is extremely extremely quotable yeah i'm sure i'm sure we'll be frat boy quoting this movie yeah half half of what i wrote down is just funny quotes as we go through the movie because they're just awesome. And, and I kind of forgot how funny the first half of this movie is before I even get to my favorite scene and how many funny lines there are. Like way before he gets to Hawaii and everything. There's just like little things. Like even like the opening montage, like that re he has that like giant mixing the bowl full of cereal. Giant bowl of cereal. And I was like, could you do that? I thought about that while I was while I was watching that. I don't I don't think I could. Maybe maybe ten years ago. I used to have quite an appetite, but that's an awful yeah. lot of cereal too. I don't know I, if I could commit to that much. I'm cereal. not even worried about the amount. I'm more worried about how soggy that damn cereal's gonna be. Yeah, it, it would be really bad. And you can see he's like doing stuff while he's eating. So I, I thought the same thing. That cereal would be just drenched. He's eating the in essence a half a box of cereal. That's Maybe. a lot of sugar. That's a lot of sugar. Just super lazy. So I have to ask, Mike, have you ever had a hard breakup like that? Um, it's like, you know, I've gone through breakups, but it's just I've been through the situations where like kind of um, kind of an issue where you kind of, you know, are in a situation where you're you want to be with somebody, but 
you can't be with them type thing. You want them, you want them in your life, but you know, it's not. Well, whether they, whether I know it's not good for us or whether I know it's, whether there's, there's another, there's somebody else, there's another guy, you know, like that you can't, you want to be with them, but you know, they've got somebody else in their life and there's nothing you can really do about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been there too. Not in a longer committed situation, more in a shorter committed situation, but where there's someone else in it, you know, it drops your stomach out, but you rebound, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you go through those times where, you know, you get the kind of like the little like depressed anxiety because there's nothing you can do about it, but you know, you get over it. You get over it. You move on with your life. Otherwise, uh, everyone in, on the planet would be walking around in a depressed manner. And uh, life's usually better on the other side. So it's a good thing. Especially, like you said, if things just aren't working out. So it, that's the one thing about this movie that, that is really, really relatable. There's a lot of ridiculousness. But underneath it is, and, and I'm going to get into it later with, there's some facts about Jason Siegel wrote this based off of some personal stuff. But you can feel it in the movie. That first as you said, that first like half an hour that just ripping out your heart and illness in your stomach. And then you try and rebound by going out to a bar kind of thing that we've been there. We've, we've been there. I'm just saying too, that, you know, I think uh, Judd Apatow, when he was telling him, he, he went to Hawaii for like a month to write, finish writing this script or something like that, that I read. And he told him to write the script as like a drama because he goes, the actors we get, and we're funny guys, we will make it funny. If you right. write it in a drama, we will make it funny. Yeah, that's a, I didn't know that part. That's a good, a good thing, because they did. They wrote it like a drama, and then they had a whole bunch of really, really funny lines in it. And that's, I, you, I could totally see that. You could take this movie. I got a surprise for you. Trying to lighten the mood a little bit. We we have we have a friend who likes to do that exact move <laughs> a lot, a whole a lot. lot. I mean, I'd be lying if I said I never did that move before. Oh, every, every guy's done that move. Once you reach a certain age, that's like a standard operating procedure. You do that move, but I I may have done this move a couple of times after watching this movie <laughs> instead of laughs because it's hilarious. I'm gonna get into some of the the best quotes that come out of this because there's a five or seven minute montage between once he starts trying to hook up with other girls. And I was laughing really, really hard during the entire part. I, I think the first thing that really made, like, you know, I was like giggling a little bit during the whole thing, but the first thing it's whenever she like tells him she's breaking up with them and he just drops that towel and you get and your first dong shot and his dick's just hanging there and you were just like oh my god what the hell is going on here? it did like i said it set the tone it it lets you know this is the movie you're about to watch like that was and it's like i'll never laugh that hard again at that because it was such a shock value with it but oh yeah yeah Every single time, like it, it popped up on the screen the first time, and I just, yeah, I got a nice smile on my face. So I was just like, so, so ballsy. Yeah, very. Yeah, kudos to Jason Siegel. Really, just letting it all out there. He's doing it all just for the for the entertainment. As the doctor said, he's got a good looking dick. Got a know? good looking dick. 
when he tries to hug her and he's completely naked, you can just tell how uncomfortable she is. And I wonder yeah. if that's just how I, I don't think she's acting at all. I think she's really that uncomfortable. And he is very, very tall. He's like six four or something. And you know, yeah, she's so big. tiny. He's a big dude, yeah. He is a big dude. He's especially for Hollywood. A lot of Hollywood actors are a lot shorter. Like your Tom Cruises and Tom Hardy's. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. a Tom thing, but uh are only five seven, five six. It's it's a a known thing in Hollywood. A lot of people are a lot shorter. Vin Diesel's kind of short too, I think. I'm I'm gonna get into some of these quotes once they go to the bar. Unless you have anything before then. Oh, no that <laughs> So I was like Enter the club scene. Enter the club scene. Bill Hader's face is hilarious. Because he's like, I don't really go to any of these kind of places. <laughs> he's like, What's his wife's name? He's like, we, we don't go to places like this. Oh, I forget her. I forget her name. But oh, wait, I have it down here. Um, Liz. He's like, Liz, Liz and I don't really go to those kind of places. <laughs> and you can see he's just kind of looking around. He's like, fine, I'll talk to some girls for you. Oh, no, even before that, he goes, you don't need. He's like, I just want to put my P in some V. He's like, you don't need to put your P in some V. He says, you're right. I need to B my L on someone's T's. That That's was, that was, I think, the first line that made us really just start losing our mind. Because that, that was a very, very quoted line amongst us for quite some time. Oh, yeah. Then Bill Hader brings the girls over. And it's almost uncomfortable watching him try and talk to those well, girls. It, it, I, I know. Well, like, right before that, he just is, like, talking to him. He's just like, he's just like, you know what? I think you're both very sexually attractive. <laughs> no, he's no but before that before he's the girl he's just like, I think I need to fuck somebody. <laughs> <laughs> just like so like blunt about it. Yeah, it just you wanna come home? Huh? And the, you can see the girl sitting though next to Bill Hader's like, uh and the other one's like, You're so funny. You wanna come home? Sure enough. Takes her home and then starts crying. He's like, I'm sorry for being so weird. Like, it's okay. You've been pretty weird. Yeah, you've been pretty weird the whole time. So that that leads to the pediatrician, yep. which it's great because he's telling all these things like, Peter, I'm a pediatrician. Because you don't see this coming either. He's like, Peter, I'm a pediatrician. Can't you tell you're sitting on a giant fire truck? He's looking around. You see a little kid run by. And he's just like, Yeah, I, I, I like it. It's yeah. like a good, the, other thing, the thing I wonder about this doctor is, though, is with all these cameos they have. Like I didn't really recognize who this guy. I didn't was. recognize him either, but he was really funny. Oh, he was he was great. He was funny in the role, but I was like, you know, it's like who could have they had to play that role, like Bill Murray or like you know, like somebody just like to come in, kind of random to do a you know a half a day's worth of shooting and then leave. Yeah, I'm actually going to see if I can look up who that was. Uh, I I don't know what his name is, but I just clicked on him real quick to look at it, and I know he he died shortly after this movie. Like oh, that's too bad. Maybe. But yeah, and after that, you have like, after he's going through bag, like all the different chicks he's bagging, like the ones, the one girl's just like, uh, 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 I came. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm just like, what? Yeah. The, the, just like, I'm, hi. I'm trying to think. She's, she's hilarious. So I actually wrote down the three like, of them. Can you stop? Can you stop saying that? Do you, do you want to gag me? He's like, you, you brought a gag? Yeah. And handcuffs. Do you want to gag me? He's like, Kind of now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, hard. so she is. Um, her name's Carla Gallo. She was on Freaks and Geeks with Jason Segel back in the day. If, if you've ever seen that show, I never did, but I know it had a bunch of a lot of these people that kind of came in all around the same time. A lot of the Apatow, I think, because it was an Apatow thing back in the day. She's also the girl in 
forty year old virgin that kicked gets face. kicked in the nose, and she's like, "I'm hot." Don't you get that? You don't have to get any of this. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, and she's the one like sucking on toes. That's her. That's her thing. But um, she's kind of been in a couple different things where she's kind of plays a random crazy girl. She's also very funny. But the 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 awkward sex montage is is always funny in a movie, and it's like, killing me because I'm trying to think of what other movies I've seen it in. But it's like, like the the dude trying to get back on his feet and 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 bang it out, and I, I can't remember who else. I'm trying to think of montage in like Wedding Crashers. Yeah, I guess Wedding Crashers would be would be one. But the the awkward one. Well, I guess I'm thinking of Forty Year Old Virgin with the awkward part. What's the other movie I'm thinking of? Uh, but I, that that Doctor Shane. Can you look at my can Can you look at my penis? He's yeah. a guy. Whole part. He's just like, oh yeah, it's a good looking dick, Peter. Yeah. What do you want? Yeah. What, what should I do? Is like keep fucking. Fuck everything that moves. Just wear a condom. Keep using your dick. Keep yeah. fucking. Fuck yeah. everything that moves. He goes. He's like, you want a lollipop? And then they show him like back in like the studio, like trying to work, where he like freaks out. This made me laugh too, because I I remembered he freaked out, but I forgot what song he played. Yeah, it was the Seinfeld theme song. You're fucking Billy Baldwin, yeah. aren't you? <laughs> Which uh Billy Baldwin, very limited career. Is he the Baldwin from Backdraft? Yeah, because Steven's the the super religious one. I think Billy's the one that's in Backdraft. I also love that line whenever uh he's like locks himself into his house for like freaking ever. Yeah. And then they finally come to the house and he goes in and he's like lighting the pictures on fire yeah it's the the serial thing he's just like everything around here reminds me of her he's like see this container here sarah bought this for me so he's leaving my cereal boxes open i i have I, I wrote down i have those plastic cereal containers they are awesome when yeah. aaron bought them and now you have I was the like, freshest cereal yeah. <laughs> I, 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 when aaron bought them i saw him like freaking sarah marshall cereal containers it's <laughs> literally what i thought and then you know what they work really well they were they're, they're very very convenient so Anybody at home that likes cereal, buy those. They make your cereal last a long time. So then they decide to go to Hawaii. Oh, I do like the Bill Hader says she was kind of a little bitch. <laughs> well, I think she was going to the pictures of the computer. And I love Bill Hader's just like, you know, you're not even doing a proper permanent delete. <laughs> oh, and he pulls the line. The line that you always hear. Well, if we get back together. <laughs> Good thing Bill Hader just steps in. It's like, no, no. I'm going to delete him. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> when he's like off to Hawaii, like he orders another what was he drinking? Bloody Mary, because yeah. she's, you don't even know what that one. He's like, it's anticipatory because yeah. she's, she's like on like the inflate, like little like TV. The yes, whole time. everywhere. She can't, well, she's, she's the, the one giving the announcements and then they're actually have the TV show on too. Can't yeah. get away from her. But I actually put ordering the drink before your other drink is even done. That's a professional move right there. That's what a <laughs> pro love, does. I love the scene in that movie. They, I just remember this line that they're talking about. It was like, there's like blood everywhere. And they're just like, <laughs> Do you think he was stabbed? And he's like, it was either their order. It was their time of the month. <laughs> the, the, so I wrote down some of the, I wrote down a few of the one-liners. They have it later when he is in the hotel room watching. And one of the taglines, because the taglines in the TV show are hilarious. They simply try and be a crazier version of CSI Miami and David Caruso. Oh, yeah, definitely. 100%. And because even with the sunglasses and everything. There's, they, they totally there's are a, doing that on purpose, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a given. There's a there's a cat line, or a cat fight line. He says, but the next one is she goes. Do you remember how we said that the killer liked to masturbate before he finished his his murder or whatever? She's like, take a look at this. Like, microscope. The, the microscope. Thank you. And he goes, 
looks like where he's going. He's going to have to know how to masturbate. And she just looks at him with this super, super serious look. And I just started laughing because I thought that was the fact that they pulled that off that way. How would you not be laughing insanely hard when someone said that line? Just, I guess, you know, you're prepared. It's why they're actors and they're getting paid. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, even the actor of the actor, you know, like it just would have been it would have been too hard not to laugh at that. Well, that that's it for the flight. He shows up at the hotel and he's talking to Mila Kunis and he looks over and she's like, oh, Sarah Marshall. Yep. Everyone's all excited. He's like, oh, she's my ex-girlfriend. So she walks around the corner. He goes, is she looking at me? She goes, yeah. Is she walking over? She goes, yeah. He goes, I wish I wasn't wearing this fucking shirt. <laughs> yeah. Try and button it. The way he says it was with such panic and anger in his voice. I, I don't know why I found that so funny. Also, too, like whenever she's like, why are you here? He's like, came here to murder you. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty good. You know, Mike, we both know someone that used to wear a whole lot of Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, it's called you. It's called me. (laughs) Pick a color, pick a number. That's that's all I used to do because I didn't feel like actually getting dressed up. (laughs) Hey, man, I was I was just a clown. I didn't even care what we were doing. Then you get to meet Jonah Hill, Matthew, the waiter. He goes out to he goes out to to eat, and he's like, "You don't want a book or something or a magazine to read while you're sitting here? It's gonna be really boring all by yourself." He's like, "I feel bad." Yeah, and <laughs> puts him just right there staring at Alda Snow. Well, so you get to find out a little bit about the uh, romance that Matthew the waiter has for Alda Snow. You have the best seat in the house. Yeah, <laughs> we also kind of forgot to just mention that Rachel, the front desk lady, who's played by Mila Kunis. Hooks him up with that Kapua suite that's like six thousand dollars a night. Yeah, which is like, did he have to pay for just like a sing- a normal room rate, or did he just get to stay there for free? I, no, I think she let him stay for free and just said you because that's why I think she said you got to clean up after yourself because he's not on the books. So she she just let him stay up there, which leads to one of my favorite lines later when they kick him out of the room and like, hey, Dakota Fanning's people want this. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. He goes. Are those happy tissues or sad tissues? I like the scene right after when he leaves and he goes to the bar and he's like getting drunk and he's getting all the drinks and he has like the banana and he's like, oh, you yeah. know. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Like, point to the guy next to him. I'm like, I got a small dick or something like that. So the, the bartender, don't you feel like he is another version of Craig Robertson? Or Craig Robinson? He is definitely a lookalike, just a bigger Craig Robinson. Yeah, I kind of almost wondered if they asked him first and he said no, he wasn't available. Because he's kind of part of that same thing with that mm-hmm. was when uh, he's Eastbound and Down movie. was out and Zach and Mary make a porno and uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. That all was like in that same time frame, that late 2000s. That's when he, he was another guy that was super, super popular and they kept trying to pump him and it just, he just had a a second TV show they tried to do with him and it just failed. I don't think he's strong enough to be a leading character. I think he's strong enough to be a side character because he has a bunch of funny one-liners. Back to the movie, I really, really like, we are talking about that yoga yes. scene. Yes. Kristen Wiig does a great job as the yoga instructor. I love the scene where she's just like, you want to arch your back and keep it flat. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I feel like those are conflicting ideas. She's like, no, because you're going to arch your back while keeping it flat. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, those are <laughs> conflicting ideas. Yeah. So real quick, because before we get into the more of that, because I have more from that scene, Jack McBriar and his wife are awesome. Because you can tell they're like this super religious thing. And they're 
he's the one sitting down there drinking with him. And he's like, okay, have a good night. He goes, off to find the mythical clitoris. And they show the two of them in bed. And he, she looks at him. He goes, you did that for me? She goes, uh-huh. And she starts going under the sheets. You can tell what she's going to do. He's like, no, no. God put our mouths on our head for a reason. It's just, here's that really the voice of like a young man. And it makes everything sound funnier. But anyways, back to the back to the yoga thing. I love he he walks in. He's obviously hammered. He's been drinking. He's like, oh, it's not alcohol. Yeah, coconut rum all morning with the pineapple juice. She's going, you got to put that down. He's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I got this. She's like, no alcohol. And he's like, no no alcohol in here. He he. They have him do the headstand. I I love that part when he's just like (laughs) he's like breathing real heavy. And he's and, just like, you want a fucking handstand, yeah, motherfucker? He's like, I'm doing a handstand, motherfucker. <laughs> he's like, Brendan, she's like, we're doing quiet handstands. It's like, we're doing quiet handstands. Yeah, she keeps, the other thing she keeps doing, she does the real shitty, uh, I know not everybody can, can do a handstand. Those that can't want you to lay flat on your, flat on your belly. Yeah, she, um, she's like, you can just lay in child pose. Yeah, child pose. Just, no, she keeps looking at him. No, you can lay in child pose. He's like, no, no, I got this. And he's just like, like, whoa, like, chill out, lady. Like, yeah. I guess you think I suck. If, if you try to do a headstand like that, how long until you fall? I could probably do one of those for pretty long, actually. Oh, see, I, I don't I used, think, I used to, I used to I don't do think I'd make I it all the way up time. before I tipped over and flat, landed flat on my back. I used to be able to get from that position, and I could bring my legs down and kick up, and I'd be able to get myself up into a handstand. Wow. Look at you. That, that, was, that was back whenever I was a little more young and spry. Young and spry? I, I, could, I could try and maybe maybe I'll try it sometime this week just out of curiosity. <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> surrounded by padding so you don't land on a, just a hole in your wall. while we're on this podcast yeah <laughs> do it while yeah while we're doing this put a hole in your wall with your legs you can't stand motherfucker yeah so then he meets kunu paul rudd do less <laughs> do less no no do less <laughs> which which again goes right right back to that the why don't you lay on you can just lay on there and and in the this, child's position this character was pretty much made for paul rudd oh yeah They're, it was just, again just, this just was acting. Apatow is notorious for doing a lot of the movies improv style, and it makes them so much better. Anchorman, Step Brothers, uh, Wedding Crashes, a lot of those movies are kind of loosely written. You have to feel that they said, all right, Paul, here's the thing. You're a surf instructor. Go. <laughs> That's it. Like your name, is, your name is Kunu. Your name's Chuck. You call yourself Kunu. Go. Do whatever you want. Say whatever you want. We'll just do a bunch of takes, and we'll take the best. I also when he first sees him and he's like kunu he's just like oh it's cool hawaiian name he's just like what's it mean he's like chuck yeah <laughs> put it in this database and that's it and he looks at him and he's just like i'm gonna give you a hawaiian name he's like you can look like you got some pain behind his eyes yeah you know to fix that weed you got any it's like no all right man let's go surf like so I, I laughed at this too, and I'll, I'll tell you why in a second. When he goes, he, he's talking to him. They're out sitting on the waves. He says, "Oh man, I stopped wearing a watch when I moved out here." It's like, oh, that's so cool. Like thinking, like you know what, time doesn't matter. You you live in Hawaii. You're a surfer. It doesn't matter. He's like, yeah, there's a clock on my phone. So <laughs> you know who Elon Musk is, right? Yeah. So did you hear the whole controversy about him smoking weed while he's doing uh, the podcast like two weeks ago? Yep, I saw him doing it. You saw him? Okay. Did you listen to the whole interview? Mm-mm. Okay. It's really, really good. Really, really entertaining. The part where he smokes weed is five seconds out of a two-hour interview with Joe Rogan. 
But one thing is he literally pulls this line. They're talking about watches. And Elon Musk goes, I don't even wear a watch anymore. And Joe Rogan's like, oh, that's so cool. He's like, yeah, I just look at the I look at my phone from time. Like, he pulled it right out of this movie almost. Because, you know, it sounded like, oh, he's just too busy to look at time or he doesn't believe in time or whatever. He's like, no, I just, I just use my phone for my thing. I thought it was funny Elon Musk pulled that out. But if you ever get a chance to listen to it, it's a really, really interesting interview. The next scene, though, is probably the I – mean, has the two best lines good, coming. I mean, he's got a bunch of good lines in here when he's just like – he's like, the weather outside is wet. Oh, Paul Rudd. <laughs> no, I meant the where they head next. Which it's Jason Siegel walks up. There is Mila Kunis, and it's the first time he kind of starts to gain interest in her because she looks, you know, she looks really good. She's put herself together instead of just being at the front desk. He kind of sees her out of that element a little bit. She's working the the gate at the Fourth of July party, and as he's walking away, she immediately switches from English to speaking. I think it's Japanese or Mandarin yeah. talking to the next couple, and he's kind of like almost impressed. And it's where he kind of starts to see. A little bit in her. Then comes Jonah Hill with a line that I cannot count how many times we've said it to each other. And the way they did it too is really funny. Jason Siegel's in the middle. He's got the food in his hand. He's like taking a bite of it. There's a ton of cake left on the plate. <laughs> yeah. He's in the middle of like he's, an empty plate. And he's like scraping like some icing off. Yeah, no, like, he goes to grab it out of his hand. He's like, oh no no, I'm still in this. Uh, I'll just go fuck myself then. <laughs> Just walks yeah, away. Jason Zickle's face is so great. He tries to look at me. He's like, really? And he's yeah. like, yeah. And just like walks away. Yeah. Jason Zickle's face is so great. He looks so thrown off and upset that he said it. So funny. We've said that a thousand times to each other. Oh, at least. And then immediately, like almost immediately after when they're singing. Inside uh, of you. Inside of you. Yeah. yeah when he's like, oh, dude, I, I watched, I literally laughed like three times. I rewound it because <laughs> I'm looking at his facial expressions and what he's doing. He's like reaching his pants and he's like making this weird like face. He's like, and I'm like, because he does that. You can tell he tucks it all the way up to straight. Yeah, he's pulling it up and he goes, it just went from six to midnight. (laughs) I actually legit fell. I remember this specifically. I was on the floor. I was laughing so hard when he said that. Because we were already laughing really hard at the, I'll just go fuck myself. And then immediately after that, it's within... 90 seconds you get the i just went from six to midnight and i don't i for the first three times i saw the movie i didn't remember what happened after that for like three minutes because i was laughing so hard and i'm glad you rewound it because it's worth rewinding a couple times and then he gets to kill the pig then he gets to kill the pig so for me everything up through this scene is the really really funny stuff in the movie it does take i don't want to call it a serious turn because it's not a serious movie but like you said about the whole write it as a drama. It, they add it, drama to it. Yeah, it starts to get to the, the more of the drama piece, the more of the romantic I, comedy piece of it. Not that it's not good. And it, it, it really does a nice job of pulling it all together. But I actually ended up fast forwarding through some of it because I've seen it enough. I kind of know what's going to happen. And, I, and all the funny lines are up through that point. There are some still funny ones. Right after that, right after that, he leaves because he's sitting there watching him sing to her and he walks over to the bar and there's chuck and there's jack mcbriar he's like how are things going with the lady and he's like if god were a city planner he would not put a playground next to a sewer plant and i was dying when he said that jack mcbriar is such a small 
part in this, but he has some of the funniest lines. Well, and his delivery is great. You, you miss an entire, like, two scenes before that, too. I thought he left straight from that party, straight from that, walked right over to the bar. What's, no, he, what's in between there? He, from that party, after 6 to midnight, he goes to kill the pig. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. he, goes back, he goes back and he asks Rachel if he would like to hang out at a non-function. That's when he goes to the bar, sings his Dracula musical, and where she like sees her ex-boyfriend, freaks the fuck out. Like, freaks he's the like, fuck like, out. From Flavor of Love. Yeah. I'll kill, I'll kill you. That's where he sees the naked picture, well, the topless picture of Rachel yes. in, the, in the bathroom. For the record, that is not Mila Kunis. It's a body double. Yes, I know. I read that. Um, also, on another note, the guy who owns the bar was Johnny Johnny Six Killer from Renegade. <laughs> Remember that TV show with Lorenzo Lamas? No, I never saw that. I know who oh, Lorenzo yeah. Lamas is, but guy on like the motorcycle. Yeah, but they but they went over that. But you're right. Then he went. He went over. Then he went to the bar because he starts talking about how he thought it was a date that they went on. Yeah, and they said it's not a date. She's just being nice. He's like, she works in customer service, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you probably think strippers like you too. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good line there. That's a good line. Yeah, but um, I also like that line whenever uh, – who's it the guy who says the line about the sewage plant? Oh, Jack McBriar. Yeah, uh, when his wife comes and like licks his ears, she's going to come back to him. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> you have your boy Kunu over there. <laughs> Oh yeah, what if one of the carpet matched pubes? <laughs> He's like, I like that red one hair. Of cur- one like, of the curtains matched the pubes. Pubes. <laughs> Again, that was probably a an improv line, and I'm surprised everybody didn't start losing it when he said it. Because I mean, th- that would be like a ra- those random things that people say would just make you lose it. So also, I like I, also, I like after she finds out the show gets canceled, and he's just like, oh yeah, I'm going on tour, you know. But she's yeah. like, I didn't do that. And he's like, you can come with me. She's like. He's, she's like, no, I, I'm, I'm a working actress. She's like, no, see, you, you're not anymore. Yeah. She's just, <laughs> she goes, she goes. When were you going to tell me about that? He goes, well, I just did right now. <laughs> such a, such a cop out line. <laughs> she's, like, you could come on tour with me. You could be queen of the sorrow suckers. Yeah, <laughs> sorrow suckers. <laughs> he's like, I don't know why they call them that. Uh, again, like, blowing all of them. And something. She's like, whoop. You didn't tell me. He's like, it's kind of like I didn't tell you how I have herpes because yeah. it's not totally inflamed right now. <laughs> Again, Russell Brand's character is funny in this movie, but while going back and watching him again and realizing that he's not that funny in real life kind of soured him a little bit for me. I laughed at him the first time, but after a while, I think I just I can't separate the two, even though all this all the snow is a funny character. One one thing you you skipped that I thought was funny is when he's doing the FaceTime with Bill Hader, where she he's going, can you get a little closer? A little further away. A little closer? A little, it looks like she's performing like, oral on him. And she's, she's, well, he's, like, he's very specific. He's like, you know, he's like, keep your head down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and goes, oh, I know what you're doing. And she's wearing a pearl necklace. He's like, oh, that's a nice necklace. Did you have that a minute ago? He goes, oh, that's not funny. <laughs> I love to because the very next scene he goes and She's like, hey, we're going to go do this tonight if you want we're to go to Lazy Joe's again. And he's like, oh, we're going to go up to like whatever that Laue point or whatever. I don't. Yeah. Really the know. one that yeah. they, they jump off of. Yeah. But I love when they're like when he's he's walking there and the bartender guys interrupts them. And he's just like, we're going snorkeling. He's like, <laughs> like no, we're going we're going on a hike. And he's like, no, nah, man, it's sea turtle fucking season. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> 
<laughs> again, that guy reminds me so much of Craig Robinson. That sounds like the exact kind of like phrase, delivery, the whole thing. The whole movie it sounds exactly like Craig Robinson. Oh, then is that then the next is where he's out on the board next to Aldous, right? Well they go on the hike. Yeah, they go on the hike and she's fucking crazy and jumps off that thing. Yeah, he jumps off. It's, to tell you the truth, I I have it written down as poss- possibly my least favorite scene. It is kind Just of annoying, but again, this, it's the when you move in that direction. There wasn't much funny in it. I guess that's my main thing. Yeah, it's like kind of, it's it's moving it was, in the direction of it's adding a little more drama. It's adding. It's starting to build that relationship, the romantic comedy part of it, yeah. versus just the comedy comedy part of it. And uh, I love I love the scene when actually Rachel and Sarah talk. Oh, that's funny when they're at that's dinner. Where she? Well, no, no. When she's asking, oh, if they have oh, food oh, yeah. Food. She's like, oh, like I saw you hanging out with. Uh, you know, Peter, she's like, oh, I'm, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, he's, yeah, he's Mexican boyfriend. She's like, no, it's not like that. She's like, no, 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 it's, it's okay. It's, it's like good, you know, stuff like that. And then yeah. he's going like, you're like really pretty. She's like, oh, no, no, you're, you're so much prettier. She's like, no, you're like the prettiest. Yeah. Hey, like, <laughs> like realizing she's looking at crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, she's trying to get her to admit that she's pretty so she can hate her more. Not, not to get serious again, because this is a hilarious movie, but they did write it this way. Weird how they kind of have this from four different angles, and you have you kind of see this relate these relationships from four different angles between Mila Kunis, Kristen Bell, Jason Siegel, and Russell Brand. And it's we've been there where someone either you're interested in or used to be with is with someone else, and you meet that person, and it sucks because they're actually you like them as a person, mm-hmm. like the guy they're they're dating, and you're like, damn it, I'm not, I don't want to like this person, but I do. Or like when they're out on the board, he's like, oh, man, why do you have to be so cool? And then he turns out that he's been banging her for a year and he hates her for that. But well, it's, it's funny to how he like, like, yeah, I listened to her iPod and everything sucked except for that one song that you wrote. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's kind of a cross between like a, I can't remember what he said, like a gothic Neil Diamond. Yeah, I think gothic Neil Diamond. And he's like, that's exactly what I was going for. So, but again, from the other side, like you were talking about with Mila Kunis and Kristen Bell, where. And they talk about it after this scene because she's talking to him and trying to say, you know, I tried to do all these things and it looked like she was the bad person the whole time because she was off cheating. But it turns out that she was trying to make this relationship work. And for her, things were going in the wrong direction. And for him, he just was comfortable with the way things were. It was just kind of interesting to kind of see that and see these four moving pieces, even though Aldous didn't really have anything to do other than he was just banging around. But. What, how no, she I, has uh, Mila Kunis has this crazy backstory. How she moved there, and this guy cheated on her, and now she's kind of stuck there, and and all that. It's just it was kind of they did a really nice job of creating four different storylines and weaving them all together with each other. I agree. I, I want to write that down because it's it's an important piece of this movie because this movie, while it is extremely extremely funny, is really well written and does tell this story as we talked about at the beginning. That kind of it's happened to a lot of people we know. Probably most people we know, at least at one point or another. Oh yeah, for sure. So, and all right, back to I, the funny stuff. <laughs> so something, something that you said there, when she's talking to him about how I did all this, I did all that, you know, I did all this. She's like, Peter, there was one day you wore sweatpants for seven days straight, or something. <laughs> and then it shows like the little scene of him wearing the seven, and then yeah. the one scene where he just has the cane, and he's like, getting off. He's like, you shall not. Pass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? The cutaways like, were good. The cutaways were good because they also did the cutaways when he talks about that she never supported him or like she was making all the decisions for him. He was wearing a hat. He was wearing a shirt. He was wearing holding the purse for her. 
he had a purse. Like she gave him like a man purse. It's like, oh, this is great. Like he's pretending to like all this stuff because she was dominating and controlling his whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really funny too. They, all these cut-ups that they did. I, I did, like I said, I really liked how they did that. And then they, because they showed reasons why they didn't like them, but then they showed reasons why they liked them, you know, and like both, like kind of like with her, like she, whenever she was asking Aldous about that shirt. Yeah, the shirt was great. <laughs> the shirt was so and, funny. It's like kind of, I love Mr. Tommy Bahama, but uh, but that but that's the the thing is it, like then she would go she flashes back and remembers all the stupid things that Peter wore. I remember that hat. The bartender's like, I really like that hat. He's yeah. like, Thanks. my girlfriend got up here. She's like, I'm dude, I'm fucking with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also like when, like, goes, when they go to when they go to dinner when they go to dinner and she's making all this wear that shirt because. <laughs> You know, it was obvious that, it, like, Mila Kunis nails it when she goes, oh, I thought she'd accept it. Like, she knew it was what was going on. And he's like, they cut back to Aldous and her. She's like, well, I can't not accept it. You know, it'd be rude. He goes, yeah, but I don't have to sit with them while I'm wearing this shirt. <laughs> wearing this fucking shirt. <laughs> you see the old white guy walking by, pointing like, hey, I have the same shirt on as you. And he just wants to kill himself. So he pours, eventually pours cranberry juice all over himself. I also love whenever he's Aldous is walking over to and he goes, so this is actually happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's, he is for as crazy as he is. He's like, this is actually going to happen right now. I can't believe it. Yeah. I like uh, also when they're talking, I think the it's when they talk about that movie she made and it gets real quiet and Mila Kunis goes, well, this is awkward. And Jason Segal spits wine out of his nose. And all the snow goes, well, it was awkward, but now it's really awkward now that you said that. And they just kind of <laughs> cut through all the tension. And then they'd go through like six bottles of wine. I also really like during the dinner when it's just, when, it's kind of funny how Aldous and Peter both think up on Rachel a little bit about her movie. Yeah. Cell phone is just like, just take, just take. But and the funny part about that is, is that she made a movie called Pulse. Yes, I have that in the facts later. She made a movie called Pulse. It was like the same thing. I always thought it was supposed to be a reference to the movie One Miss Call. Do you remember that movie? It got a ton of promo and it did terrible. It was it came out a few years before. It was probably around the same time. Who knew? They they actually nailed it because uh, technology is taking over and cell phones are taking over. So pretty soon they actually will try and kill us. Take my eyes, but not my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's right. I forgot he says that. I love We've already forgot how Jonah gave him his demo, and then Jonah sees him at dinner, and he's just like, "Did you see? Did you listen to my yeah. demo?" And he's like, "No, I was going to listen to that, but uh, then I just went about living my life." Yeah. <laughs> I gave you my demo. I gave you this stuff. You fucking dick. I hope everyone, everyone else here is gonna fuck with your food for the rest of the time here. He's like, "Oh well, that went well." <laughs> he doesn't even care. Yeah, and I, I like when Jonah Hell just snaps on him. I was going to say you have you have the competition fucking. The competition fucking was ridiculous to say the least. Whenever Aldous leaves her, she's like, "You're being ridiculous now." Like, she's, yeah, which she absolutely was. But but when he's like hooking up with her and she's like starts giving him a blowjob, that that Peter, I was just like, "Hmm, would you have actually told Rachel about that whole thing?" Like, <sighs> like that's so tough. That's well, so saying, tough. Like, like, technically, you're not dating. You know, like you've hung out with the person a couple of times. Yeah, like, but you just had sex with the night before. Yeah, I know, but you're also talking about his girlfriend of five years who's famous. You know, and and like you said, like he couldn't get hard. You know, he, he as the guy said, he ref- 
he refused a mid a blowjob, mid blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like he's like Gandhi, but better. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's that's really, really, really tough because you can say nothing, move on with your lives. See, that's the one thing about it. Like you cheated on her, but you didn't really cheat on her. Like you said, they barely started dating. They've only been together for a couple of days. But at the same time, you don't you have you're then projecting your guilt back onto them and making them feel the pain while you get to let the guilt off yourself. So it's that's a really tough call. I don't know. I don't know how I'd answer that. Yeah, so pr- pretty much you have he goes back, starts working on that Dracula musical that he wanted to invites Rachel. Rachel's just conflicted on whether to go or not, but she forgives him. Fake Craig Robinson convinces her. Yeah. <laughs> that is what his name is. Fake Craig Robinson. The Dracula musical, you know, I think it's actually pretty good. <laughs> it is pretty good. It's, uh, I get it. Like, it, it was entertaining, but it was weird at the same time. Oh, it definitely was. It definitely was weird. I just laugh how it's just like, would have Phil Hader gotten a freaking part in that? How did he get a part in that? Because <laughs> he's his stepbrother. Yeah, so but he like, brought him in. Is he an actual like performer? That's the question. It's like yeah, he brought him in and gave him a shot, and I guess he did well enough. Going up to be one of the main characters, Van Helsing. Yeah, uh, he gets to be part of it. I guess he was obsessed with it a little bit. You know, he was asking about him. He's like, "You should work on that Dracula music." Yeah, yeah. He he did bring it up early on, and he supported him through it. So he gave him a shot to be part of it. It's not easy to cast those things sometimes. So, and Rachel goes. This is the good part. Do you hear like what the people are yelling? When he's talking to Rachel, they're like, hey, Peter, my, come meet my mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not hear right that. On, if you like, listen to like all the stuff that's being out, I was just like, they're like, hey, man, hey, Peter, hey, buddy, hey, buddy. It's like, what is going on right now? No, I did not hear that part. You see, like, listen to like what's going on. Because you're like focused on what they're doing and you're not paying attention to the background. I just kind of was like, I know what's going on right now. They're just having this like, how long are you staying? Open-ended. Yeah, yeah. Hey, this is really like super important conversation between these two. That that's a nice job of them to cut the tension, like it may it remind you that this is a funny movie. Yeah, and then you have that another you know, dick shot. Another dick <laughs> shot. He walks back into the dressing room and he's butt naked again. Classic classic seagull dick. Classic seagull dick shot. It's a classic seagull dick shot. I love what he's saying. He, she's like laughing at him. He's like, "Stop laughing! Can you please yeah. stop laughing?" Yeah. <laughs> that's twice now. Another important thing that I did not remember from early on from seeing this any other time before. Shortly after the credits start, there's a promo to Sarah Marshall's new life. It is, it is so ridiculous. It is Sarah Marshall and Jason Bateman TV show where Sarah Marshall is an animal psychic. And it's called Animal Instincts on NBC. And she can look at an animal and her eyes glow and the, the animal's eyes glow. And it tells her who did the murder. Who did the who did the crime? Yeah, gives her whatever information the animal can divulge. Yes, yes. I would not watch that show as much as I like Kristen Bell and Jason Bateman. I would not watch that show. She looks in the dog's eye and it tells her like the guy's like the murderer. Yeah, it it looks at him and barks and she gets it from that. So well, it's funny because Jason Bateman's line is great. He's just like, "Life's a bitch. Where you're going, that's exactly yeah. will be." And then yeah. puts his glasses on. Yeah, <laughs> the, they went the same theme. So. Anything else from the movie before we get into the thoughts on it? Nah, that's about all I got right now. All right, I already said some of the other stuff, but this is a really good date movie. So if you're looking for, if you've got 
someone you want to take on a date, you want to go watch a, a rom-com that's actually really lighthearted and funny and you, there's a lot to laugh about, go watch this movie. This movie's great. It's held up really well 10 years later. 100% agree. Yeah. Anything else for you, Mike? No, you know, I said for, for Peter, you know, he's pretty funny for somebody who's heartbroken and sad the entire movie. Yes, yes. And I thoroughly enjoyed his sadness. As sad as that is... Horrible that is of me. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I laughed very, very hard at his depression. I, I, it's one of the things. It's like I don't know how many times I've seen this movie. Probably ten times at least is my guess. Like I don't know around that time. It's on TV a lot, and I usually catch some of it. But it doesn't do yeah. cable doesn't do it justice because you need the vulgarity, you need the ridiculousness. Probably sitting through from beginning to end, straight through, maybe three or four times. Then you're right. There's probably just times where I've caught parts of it on TV or something like that. Yeah, it, it, that's a pretty fair assessment. I mean, if you catch it on HBO, you're going to watch more of it than if you catch it on TBS kind of thing. What is your favorite scene, Mike? The whole the whole scene lasts five minutes, but you get the, I'll just go fuck myself. Yeah, <laughs> the 4th of July party. That's what I had. And I also, I also threw in that montage of essentially from the time he starts at the bar through the pediatrician's office and then the three girls that he has sex with the do you want to gag me i kind of consider that all like one scene like the him trying to move on because i was laughing so hard during all that what's your worst scene ed i had when he plays the dracula song in the bar i don't know why it just kind of it felt really weird and i didn't laugh at it at all i didn't find it funny i find it almost like awkward and i was watching the little things during that part that i found funny when he's like walking up, he's like, yeah, I, I can play something else, you know, out of context. <laughs> this might be kind of weird. And then uh, she's like, no, Dracula musical. And you can just see the look on his face. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I want to do this. It like, really gives it a freaking all. Like, oh, yeah, he goes all in on it. Goes all in on it. But then you just have that one, like, Asian guy in the background. Yeah. <laughs> big grin, like, laughing at everything. You get everything going. He's just like, looking at him like, what the hell is this guy laughing at? But also, she's like, Let's, let me take you to Lazy Joe's. It's totally like the local, you know, like spot where you like look at like they're playing. What is it? Mr. What is it? They say that, uh, Mr. Big. Is that what it is? Um, no, that's uh, more than words by extreme. But yeah, you know what I mean? That's, that's what they're playing, but they're singing, they're singing it in, in Hawaiian. Yeah, yeah that that's would, right. I forgot about that part. That, that, that would be like that, that's an exact spot where the tourists would go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But everybody there doesn't look like a tourist. Everybody there looks like a Hawaiian mix and match. So what's your worst scene then? My worst scene was where they go up to like the, I said the oh, up on the, the point and they jump into the water. It gets a little a little sappy. It's a, it gets it's like serious. I'm just kind of like I had all this funny laughing the whole time. They're, yeah, they're trying to set the the dramatics of it a little bit. Like I did think it was funny whenever he almost he was like hanging on. Well, I like the line, I didn't know I could sweat this much or something like that as he's wa- as they're walking there. Yeah, when he's walking up, yeah. Do you think you'd be able to jump off that thing? Yeah. I don't know if I could. I mean, if, if someone was in trouble, I would do it, but I don't know. No, I'm, not af- I'm not afraid of heights. I have a very strong respect for them, though. I'm and just saying if I saw her do it right in front of me, I would totally do it. I don't know. That'd still be – it'd take a lot to get me to do that. I don't have any – I know it's a movie, but – this movie was, you know, it's a comedy, so you got a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff go. But I felt well, it was kind of clean. Like there my, wasn't a lot of stuff where I was like, "No way, no way." Like, my only thing was, I've also never traveled 
by myself before too and I've never really gone to a I've been to a resort before but like I said I wasn't by myself do you really think Peter would have became such close friends with all these people at the resort that's a good point but I guess the the whole thing was he was pouring his soul out to everybody about it and I think he ended up getting some sympathy and that was what the kind of conversation starter was for all those people but I agree with you like he he leaves the thing and walks up to like he gets the big he guy gets, and immediately hands him a beer. It's like you never met this person. But again, that guy knew about Sarah Marshall, so has him help prepare the pig. The other guy wants him to go snorkeling with him. Yeah. He's going hiking with the other chick. You know, yeah. it's like him and Kunu, you know, are surfing together and like having drinks together at the bar, you know, and even though Kunu acts like he doesn't know who he is every single time. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I'm Kunu. Yeah, but other than that, that's all I really I don't really have much. So yeah, Best line, Ed. Best line. I have two. I don't even know if I need to say them because they, they think they speak for themselves. But... <laughs> yeah. Really, you can say anything Jonah Hill opens his mouth, but I'll go fuck myself and I just went from six to midnight. I mean, it doesn't get any better than those. Those were just literally fall out of my seat laughing. Any more you want to throw in there? There are a lot of really good lines this movie. I, I, but... I could. I could. <laughs> Do you want to gag me? <laughs> That's a pretty good one. He's also, like, that, that's he's a good... you want to penetrate deeply and stimulate the clitoris, and he's like, and if you can work the Anderson there, that's even better. <laughs> oh, that's right. When he's when he's teaching them on the, uh, they're using the giant chess pieces. You forget, you forget that that like he goes to Alda Snow for sex lessons. Yeah, he's really having trouble. Do I even need to ask? But who's your favorite character? This is kind of a tough one for me. There are a lot of good ones. I I, I wanted to say Jason Siegel. Mainly, one of the reasons why is because for going full frontal nudity multiple times, twice, <laughs> twice, yes. Well, you see his butt cheeks a few times too. You do see some butt cheek, and you almost see some back sack when he goes to sit down too. Yeah, he must give you the crimson right there. Yeah. Who do you have down? No, I have Matthew the waiter. It's Jonah Hill, man. I know he's a small piece, but he just he steals every scene he's in. He's just too funny. Um, you know. The scene, like the magazine, uh, like I said, there's only a few scenes that I really think that. When he goes up and brings in the champagne, like I was laughing then. He just stole it for me. I, he was just so, so like, funny. I, I think he's really funny. I'm just kind of like. Mm. You're thinking of a ma- more of a major character. Well, that, like I, I think I laughed harder. I mean, not that he had those two lines, but I mean, like as a whole, like Kunu from start to finish was like, he was funny. He was really good too. He was, he was on the short list and I I get where you're going with Peter because he had so much in this movie and he did have some pretty funny lines in this movie, but uh, a lot of the funniest things he did were at his expense versus him actually having like funny one-liners. He might, like your guy might be, have been the funniest, but I wouldn't say he was my favorite. Fair enough. Peter like has to go through like actually being sad. He has to go through the five stages of grief. <laughs> yeah, literally, he goes through everything. Yeah. All right. Who's your worst character then? I had a really hard time picking worst character because I really like pretty much everybody in the movie. I was like thinking about it, and I was like, whatever that chick's name is, why why Oma, <laughs> the redhead chick. Oh, the what? Yeah, I mean that. You, even she's not bad because she just has like a small part. But I ended up on Alda Snow just because I think I have such a distaste for russell brand i said when i first saw the movie i would definitely not say all this no I think he yeah not. 10 years later it it's it's he's a little he's obnoxious he still well, has I, some I, funny parts but he's obnoxious i guess because i've 
seen some of his other movies and realized that he really just plays the same character. Yeah. Every movie. Yeah. That's part of it too. Yeah. And again, it's not that he's a bad character. They're all good characters. So he's just the one that out of all of them, he's the one that I found the least entertaining watching this going back. The first time you see it though, and especially in 2008 when he was brand new. Yeah. He was, he was right up top. So, so some internet facts, we talked about this a little bit, but I'm going to try and go through these as fast as I can. So we said at the dinner scene, when they're talking about the movie that Sarah Marshall did about technology, it was a movie. There was a real life movie pulse in 2006, which Kristen Bell was in. These two are kind of combined. So there's a little redundancy to it, but based upon script writer, Jason Siegel's experience. So Jason Siegel wrote the script of dealing with his breakup from Linda Cardinelli. If you don't know who Linda Cardinelli is, she is the girl from grandma's boy that they go after. Uh, as well as so as well as three other relationships and breakups with unspecified women besides Cardinelli. Siegel has stated that the naked breakup scene did not involve Cardinelli and that she was a great girlfriend. Another piece of this, Jason Siegel star screenwriter and star Jason Siegel told New York Times interviewer David Itzkoff that both the naked breakup and Dracula puppet music su- musical scenes were drawn from his real life experiences. Siegel admitted he did he did once have a girlfriend who broke with him while he was completely naked. Although, rather than being devastated during it, he thought to himself, this is hilarious. I can't wait for her to leave so I can write this down. And before he was a successful actor, Siegel, Siegel tried to write a musical adaptation of Dracula for puppets. So I didn't know he had this much writing involved in this until I'd read these. But I think it's hilarious that he was broken up with while he was naked and then put it into like that probably was like the launching point for this movie. He's like, what if this happened in real life? And then all the other stuff came out of it. Jason Siegel is actually playing the piano. I don't know how good he is at it, but he actually plays the piano. So that's pretty cool. In a panel at San Diego Comic-Con in 2013, Kristen Bell told the audience that she learned Veronica Mars was canceled the day before she shot the scene in Forgetting Sarah Marshall when her character learned her show was canceled. That is extreme coincidence. (laughs) Yep. And then lastly, I talked about this before. Jonah Hill starred in the film Get Him to the Greek, a spinoff of this movie as the character Aaron Green, which really, like I said, it bothered me. I think it would have been a lot funnier if it would have been Matthew doing that and like being still obsessed with them, but also having to try and get him there. So that's all the ones I had. Uh, do you have any more that I missed, Mike? Just a few one things. Um, did you say uh, about how Aldous Snow's character was actually written for somebody else? No, I did not. I didn't see that one. Charlie Hoonan, whatever, the guy from Sons of Anarchy. Oh, okay. The guy from, he did the remake of, was it King Arthur? Yeah, yeah. Recently. He's yeah. from um, Green Street Hooligans, too. Have you ever seen that movie? It's yeah. intense. Yeah. I got... The song Inside of You was thought up by Siegel after he wanted to create the worst song that your boyfriend, <laughs> your boyfriend could sing in front of you. <laughs> you know what? He he nailed it. That's about it's as bad as it gets. gets. He wanted to make the worst song that your girlfriend's new boyfriend can sing in front of you. Yeah, that's about it right there. I don't I don't think I could come up with anything worse than that. Um, I saw that uh, Mila Kunis got into a jet ski accident while shooting the film and resulted in a scar across her neck. Oh, that's intense. This, uh, the hotel that was used in the film is the actual Turtle Bay Resort. Nice. 
I was looking, you know, I was expecting to find more Hawaiian related facts and I didn't find much. So I'm glad you found that one. Well, the, the fish that he says, that's the, whatever. Yeah. The whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's the actual fish of Hawaii. I believe that when he said it, I'm like, I bet they put four seconds of research into it. My favorite fact is though, Jason Siegel did not tell his mother about the nude scene before screening, and she apparently left in tears after seeing it for <laughs> several minutes. I guess I, I don't know. How would you would you want to tell her or not? Like I'd be like, I'll tell you what: show up five minutes late to the movie and leave <laughs> five minutes early. <laughs> That's what I would have gone with. Uh, leave after the breakup scene, and then. Leave well, which would have been worse, that or the the sex scene, which would have been worse for your mom to see? Oh, my dick! Totally, you don't <laughs> see the dick in the sex scene. It's true. Last time, Mike and I did a "Where Are They Now," and I feel that's very appropriate with this, and I think that was a lot of fun. Because trying to remake this is dumb. It's only ten years old. It doesn't need it. But so we got we got some some "Where Are They Nows" here. So I'm going to combine Peter and Rachel together. We're going to say. Ten years later, they're still together. They're married. They're living in Pasadena. However, they're miserable and about to get divorced. That's what you think? Yes. I wrote down that. Yes, they are happily. They are happily married. <laughs> All right. But. <laughs> but. But now they got oops, a weird sexual fetish with puppets. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's way better. I like more. I like that one more. I did, I've completely jumped over that. I don't know how I missed that one. And unitards. What is that? That yeah, unit unitards and and puppets. Uh, next, Sarah Marshall. She Animal Instincts was canceled after one season. She did guest spots on some of the classics, CSI, Law and Order. She married the drummer Kings of Leon and had two kids, and now is doing a drama about post World War II on the French Riviera on Netflix. It was funny because I sort of might have the same way I go. I was like, Sarah continues to make bad TV shows. (laughs) (laughs) It got canceled after one or two seasons. Yes. I was going to say that she headed up with Jason Bateman, but I I went in a different direction because I I figured she's like um, Kate Hudson. She can't stay away from from musicians because she was Peter's a musician. Aldous knows a musician. I feel like she finally settled in. And I picked a band that was popular in 2009. And then it's kind of funny you said that because I said, and then we find out that she actually is fucking Billy Baldwin. (laughs) Oh, there we go. Okay, just to add to the twist. So and then and then no wait and then and then also she starts fall she falls out of acting because all of her shows fail and sucks and nobody wants to hire anyone. Yeah, well that's turns into like a Lindsay Lohan where she just like goes off the deep end and starts getting into drugs, gets into lots of alcohol. And then think she next she knows she thinks she's saving some child. Yeah, and off of a um, Syrian couple that's trafficking their own child. That was crazy. That was crazy. You ever you hear the audio on that? She starts yelling at him in in Arabic. I'd like turn it off. I was like, it's sad. It's sad. Aldous Snow, his career dried up after getting the Greek. He couldn't book any deals. In a depression, he started using drugs. Once he hit his ten years sober. After two trips trips to rehab, he is now, and I'm going to leave this one open ended to you, Mike. After two stints into rehab, he is now dead. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go with he's uh, like a motivational speaker now for people, but 
or a sex therapist. No, you know, you think like probably they show how he was seven years sober. You'd like to think that the whole sex thing is probably like his coping mechanism. Probably, probably something like that. I'm no head doctor or anything, but that's what I imagine. Well, you know, he probably has, he probably died of hepatitis C. Also, because I know we're going to do Matthew the waiter here pretty soon. Oh, he's next. He's the last Um, one. He looks high as fuck in every scene. Oh, yeah. He probably was. Like bloodshot. He probably was. In fact, it's probably likely. So, Matthew the waiter. Matthew was fired when security footage caught him masturbating outside the room of Aldous and Sarah when they were having sex. He then moved to London to stalk Aldous, but ended up broke and moved back in with his parents in Duluth, Minnesota. He works for a La Quinta Inn now. Interesting. I wrote, Matthew... The waiter who looks high in every scene. Very similar. He got fired from work for getting caught selling weed on the job. <laughs> that's, that's right. I forgot about the selling weed thing. We didn't even talk yeah. about that scene. <laughs> Where he's just like on the phone. And I, he's just I'd like, love to sell you some fucking weed, but I can't. Me, at my job working right now. Yeah. You should know that because you called me at my work phone. Yeah. I forgot all about that scene. Again, stealing the scene. I had to think of something obsessive with all this that he'd be doing. Well, you're right. Like I, I just said that, and that um, he ended up having. He started selling drugs more and more, and ended up going doing stints in and out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> just everybody's just spiraling. Everybody's spiraling. Everyone's spiraling. As you can tell, Mike and I go dark with this usually. <laughs> the only people that are happy right now are Peter and Rachel having sex with puppets. And. I know you stopped there, but yes. I just like a few for fun. Sure, let's go. Let's go with it. I, I wrote down, you know, Chuck or Kuno, and I wrote down he's doing the exact yes, same thing. He's doing the exact same thing. He's forgetting <laughs> he's everyone's name doing. and just surfing. He's doing the exact same thing. And then I wrote down what his name, uh, Darold and Wyoma, whatever her name is. Yeah, the married couple. The married couple, yeah. I was like, they're probably in just like super crazy stuck. I was like, probably going to orgies. Yeah. All that kind of. I, they probably now. have like six kids because they can't stop banging. But that's all I did. I was just like, I was like, oh, I wanted to just be like, expand it out a little bit more. <laughs> Mainly that Chuck is doing the exact same thing just 10 years later. And Paul Rudd doesn't age, so he looks the same. Be sure to continue to share some exciting news. I'm going to start working on a Facebook page, hopefully. That should be up by the end of the year. Uh, we got a couple movies lined up between now and the end of the year. So think of some Christmas movies that you'd like us to do. Mike and I had already talked about probably doing Christmas Vacation before the end of the year. But we might like to maybe get one more in there. So if you're following us on Twitter or be sure to follow us on Twitter at Worth the Watch PC. Send us some ideas of some movies you'd like to see for Christmas time. There's a lot out there, and you know we'll do a couple each year for Christmas. We got a long, a long list of movies to get through. So if there's there's one or two you'd like to see, send them over our way. Uh, also, email us anything uh, worth to watch podcast at gmail.com. And thanks for listening. While there are plenty of movie review podcasts out there, our goal is not to be that. This is supposed to be a fun look back at movies from our past that we have enjoyed. We just want to fill that place between your ears for about an hour. Make your commute to work a little more tolerable or let you reflect on a movie that you may have seen. Movies can make us laugh and cry, 
make us cringe in fear or be a shot of adrenaline. We watch them in theaters with total strangers, at home with friends and family, or on Sundays when it's on cable for the 300th time. When One We Love comes on TV, we get excited. It's almost like, hey, someone else likes this movie too. So if you like what we do, let us know. Follow us on Twitter at WorthTheWatchPC, again, at WorthTheWatchPC, or email us at WorthTheWatchPodcast at gmail.com. Make suggestions of movies you love and want to hear. Tell us what areas you want us to cover. Please keep things clean. We have families who don't want them to be worried about us. Please remember, this is all in good fun, and if something on here offends you, tough shit. Get over it and find something else to be upset about. <laughs>